millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It's that time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to find out exactly who has been an idiot this week and who has not. And what we're going to do is we're going to look into the sleaze allegations that Boris Johnson's been facing. We're going to take a little trip up to Glasgow for COP26. We're going to see what else has been going on all over the country and all over the world as well, because it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for Plank of the Week. And I'm delighted to say it's time to introduce you to my two guests this week. Will Geddes, security consultant, man of the moment, man of the people. And Tonya Buxton, woman of the people, um, raconteur, chef, <laughs> celebrity. I don't know how else I can describe you. Just all over crazy person. All over very good person and <laughs> commonsensical woman. So welcome both of you to the big studio. Thank uh, you, Tonya's already been here once before. I it's love the first it. time for I you, feel Will. Honoured, honoured. He's been on this show. Yeah. He's been on this show quite a few times. So let's have it uh, have you kick us off, Tonya, with your first plank of the week nomination. Okay, so my my first plank of week is Matt Hancock, <laughs> and and I think in the light of the news we've we've just got, he might have to share it with yes. uh, Shadid Javid, and it's because of this piece that he wrote in the Telegraph. He wrote a piece, and like, firstly, let's just get it into perspective. No one cares, right. Matty darling. No. no one wants to hear what you've got to say. Right. You're a loser. You're a liar. You've got everything wrong. So why don't you just shut it? Yes, that's, and also that's the first. Do you remember thing. the last time he tried to get himself back onto the public stage when he tried to make out that he'd been offered a new job yes. by the United oh, Nations? Yes, and they all went, "Hang on a second, <laughs> actually." And do you know what I think happened there? I think he hadn't been offered the job, but he thought if I put it out there that they've offered me the job, they'll just have to give it to me. Yeah. And they went, "No, actually, that's not how it works." He never learns his lesson. No, does he? he does not learn. His but he's lesson. back. He's He's, got, he's, some, back he's and got some front, as we would say. And he's commenting about why um, the NHS staff should have um, the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. Yeah. Now, we've had these conversations over and over, and I'm going to have them again. I don't understand what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He says things like mandating the use is the best... Uh, mandating the use is the best science. It isn't controversial. It's common sense. It's rubbish. Right. It's complete rubbish. Mm. Here in Britain, we do not mandate vaccines. That's not how we behave. No. We are not... One of the things that we love about our lives is the liberty and the choice that we have. So, firstly, where the hell is he getting off saying that mandating of acting is yeah, okay? Exactly. And that's what's happened today. And this is the, the same guy, workers. is it not the same guy who said that we won't be vaccinating children? Yes. 
but now they want to. Oh, but Michael, they lie, they lie, they lie. We can't believe a word they say. I mean, I just can't believe that they've got the front to come out and say this yeah. stuff because we know that the facts are not true. Right. This vaccine is great if you are, you are old, you are very overweight, you have comorbidities, it may... If you're vulnerable. May, if you're vulnerable, it yeah. may stop you from dying or getting serious yeah. sickness. That's it. It's just about you. It doesn't stop you getting it. It doesn't stop you giving it to somebody else. So why do you have to mandate the staff? If all the vulnerable people have been vaccinated, what's it got to do well, with also, the NHS staff? Well, also, 90% of the NHS staff have already been vaccinated. What we or don't had know... COVID. Yeah, and what we don't know, right, is how many of the 100,000 or so who are not are actually in frontline um, jobs. They might not be. They might be people sitting in offices. There might be people working but in my the point, payroll department. My exactly. point is, yeah. it doesn't make any difference. No. Most of them, you know, what happened during this pandemic is that the, a lot of people within the hospitals got COVID. They right. didn't have the right PPE. Most of the staff, there, most of the nurses and, and the doctors came down with COVID. So they've got natural immunity. Yeah. Why isn't Sajib Javid and Matt Hancock, why aren't they talking about doing immu uh, tests for people to have... They don't like to do that. I had why? Sajid Javid on my show yeah. uh, and I asked him about natural immunity and, and he was very muddled about it. And he said, well, the thing is, it's very difficult to judge how um, much immunity somebody's got because it depends on the viral load. It was all gobbledygook. What I just didn't want to go there. They, why are they wanting to mandate it? What, what are they achieving by trying to mandate it? Well, because I think what they've got is a situation where they're being advised by certain people, some of whom may be medical, some of whom may not be. <laughs> No, they might be psycho obviously. psychologists, yeah. sage yeah. people Behavioral who say, oh, people will feel safer if everybody's vaccinated. But guess what? You can't vaccinate everybody, right? No, exactly. Jonathan uh, Ashworth, who's the Shadow Health Secretary today, has welcomed the COVID jabs for frontline NHS staff in England. But he says that we must proceed with caution as the policy might exacerbate chronic staffing problems, i.e. people might leave. OK, there's a no Sherlock, anyway, uh, it, to that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's and the point is, is that they're both the same rubbish on either side. You know, Labour yeah. and the Conservatives are coming out with the same rubbish. Yeah. They're, they're trying to fear-monger people into doing something. And what I really, really object to is this mandating of this and also the push for children as well. Mm. They're frightening kids into thinking that yeah. if you don't do this, you're, you're going to save granny, you're going to kill your grandmother... All of this is so wrong, and it starts with pushing the NHS staff. Mm. We're going to lose our staff. We are on our knees when it comes to staff in the NHS. We're full of middlemen making lots of money. Yes, Lots of, of those, but staff on the ground that do the job. I mean, Laura Dobsworth today, um, she, she does a, a column, and she has a substack, and she's got one from a nurse that she had that came on and basically told her story. This beautiful woman who cares about people, that's what she does, is going to leave the NHS because she does not want to be forced mm. into having a vaccine that she feels she doesn't need. Yeah. She's already had COVID, she's got antibodies. So these wonderful people that we have caring for our, mm. our people, for our children, for our old people, are going to leave. But I, also I, think it's a, I think it's a mandate that we have to resist because I think it's a slippery slope. Yeah. But is. The, the but moment also... anything's mandated, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to vote in this country. That's not mandated. You know, you no. don't, there is nothing that is mandated. No. This is the first exactly. mandate. And I think. And also, what about this, slippery. right? Yeah. If, it's, if, it's, if they're worried because it's dangerous to have people going into hospital who are not vaccinated working, yeah. why are they waiting until April? To say exactly. That that's when you're going to be vaccinated. That's such a good point. Yeah. That is you know, the why wouldn't you do it tomorrow? But exactly. I had that. I had that whole feeling about the testing process. Yeah. So, so why are you testing people three days prior to actually travelling when you could contract COVID? Yeah. 
in that last three days before you travel. Yeah. And then you well, go everybody on a plane knows. and I mean, you pass it to everybody The else. numbers of things that, that have not been followed through. I mean, yeah. I know loads of people who've been away this summer, who came back, booked their two-day test yeah. and never did it. Why are they pushing this mandate so hard? It's hard you to know. work out. And I think it? the problem is, like lockdowns, they couldn't invoke another lockdown. I think everybody would rebel. They'd mm. just yeah. go out onto the street and say, Well, people Stop, aren't going to take it us. if they no. try and do anything about Christmas. And I but think yeah. there must be some relation to them trying to threaten people because we keep hearing this, you know, business of, oh, you should really wear a mask because it reminds you that COVID is still out there. And you're going, why? <laughs> why, why, why maybe I could wear a, a bangle to yeah. remind myself. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe a, a funny hat or a brooch. Yeah, I like the funny hat. But listen, I think Matt Hancock's a very good nomination. Always. Um, who's your yeah. first he's, one, Will? He's gone. Mine, mine's almost as depressing. Yeah. Um, and this is about <laughs> pronoun badges that M&S have decided <laughs> yeah. to introduce. Now, call me old school. Yeah. I'm in my mid I notice you're wearing a badge, by the way. What does uh, that say? I, is this, a it's a poppy. Oh, it's oh, a I very cute a poppy. one, though. Yeah, nice absolutely. Oh, is that um, some kind of special It's poppy? no pronouns are associated to this whatsoever. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, you will never catch me even dead wearing a pronoun badge. Um, really, why have we got to this wokeness? I mean, I feel sorry for the younger generation now. Uh, I so am this is so a story resistant. that Marks and Spencer's workers Correct. Yeah. are going to be wearing a badge that denotes... Says him, her, right. his, it, but what is that? What are you whatever. supposed to do with that? I don't know. What are you supposed it's, to do? I think... Terry or June or Fred yeah. or Samantha or whatever, I think yeah. suffices. And to be honest, often when I go into M&S, rarely is it for clothes, more often it's the food, uh, will I go, Fred, could you help me out here? Yeah. Uh, I will generally say, here's my food, here's my right. money. I don't See care, ya. to be honest, what their names are. I mean, you work I don't in, want a in, in a business yeah. where you're front and centre with yeah. members of the public. I don't know whether... I mean, I always feel a bit weird if they've got their name on their... I, I find it a bit odd. You know, I don't need to I don't, know your I don't, name. It's very I mean, Americanified. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of over familiar. Yeah, and I, I hi, my name it. is Julian, and I'll be your server today. <laughs> but yeah. I really right. don't, okay I, then. Yeah. Cheers. But I just Thanks don't see the point of the pronoun. I, I, I really don't see the point. I mean, doesn't that, to a certain extent, create even more confusion in identity? Because if someone wants to adopt another gender or another identity, then just put the name accordingly, also, which is I, going to be associated yeah. to that gender pattern. But also, if I'm looking at you, unless I'm Fred. Which is a her. Yeah. <laughs> also, but, I don't know. But I just Frederica point, If it says he him, I don't know what to, to do then. What it, do it I call you? It doesn't mean anything. What, but what, but what, what do does I call that mean? You? Yeah, what do you do I call you he him? It doesn't mean anything. It means but, nothing. But, but, what is, how do I. I know, exactly. So how do I so address you? I look at someone like Marks and Spencer's, the amount of money that they will have got some creative branding design company involved to say, okay, this is what we need to be doing. There are so many better causes, mm -hmm. whether it be rehoming stray cats or dogs, mm. or which would be probably my first choice, um, or do a number of other things for communities, for veterans, yeah. to do all sorts of things, rather than spend what probably will amount to many hundreds yeah, of thousands, Christmas, if not millions. Uh, Christmas yeah. hampers for the homeless or something like that. Well, exactly. That, that would yeah. be a you know, perfect. perfect. Would be nice. You know what? And yeah. we could all get behind that, regardless of what identity we want to obviously uh, adopt. Right. Yeah. I, still, I still have no clue what you call someone if they've got they or them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I don't, I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know whether it's passing me by. I just don't know. Tony, I don't have to do uh, no, I have, I have no understanding of it, and I get, and people get so angry about this. Yeah, most they... of the, yeah. Oh my goodness, they really do. So I just, I, I try and creep out of the conversation. You know, this is not a battle that I'm vaguely interested at, and the, the, yeah. the, the lobbying for it, especially on Twitter, uh, they are so, well, so powerful. Many on they Twitter frighten have me. That, have that they them or he him or she yeah, her. Yeah, I don't get it. I just want to. It's some kind of virtue signaling thing, isn't it? I suppose it, we, should it give, is, totally, um, yeah. we should probably give an honorary mention to the trans crossing, shouldn't we, in uh, Camden? Did you see that? <laughs> no, I haven't I seen that yet. Yeah. You know these is it good? 
Well, it depends what you define as good. Do you, do you cross it's, by another means? Well, it's like a zebra crossing. Right. And I, but it's got lots of different colours, I think. Yes. Um, That's pretty. And it's called a trans crossing. But it's, it's a crossing. It's, it's not a, crossing. a trans crossing. It's just a crossing. It's not anything. It's just something in the, the road. This whole wokeness thing. Yeah. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier today. And, uh, and he's got young kids. And I know you've got young kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you do as well, Michael. I don't. I Ish. just have ex-wives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some of them are quite young, though. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Sorry. So moving swiftly on. <laughs> so in terms of, obviously, the, the, this whole dis discussion issue, it confuses. For those kids, I just feel so sorry that they're so confused. Mm. And you don't know. I mean, my in kids don't care, actually. When I talk to my, my, my teenage boys, yeah. they don't really care about it, and they think that those of us who do yeah. are fuddy-duddy old gits. No, my, you know? my, my youngest would be... He'd be... He's of the character that he wouldn't want to get it wrong. Right. I think he'd oh, really? be young, and he'd be quite. He wouldn't want to get it wrong, and that pressure to get it right Horrendous. is yeah. awful. Well, I'm going to have to ask them exactly what I'm supposed to say to these people at Marks and Spencers if I ever go in there again, which I may not. But you're probably not going to talk to anybody. And I love Marks and Spencers. So yeah. You won't stop me going in there. I'll continue to go there, but I will just probably just dare not say hello to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> is the tragedy, isn't it? Because all of this I think it removes that interaction. Yeah, it yeah. Does. Actually, it's right. And all of yeah. this kind of madness of, of making sure you don't offend anyone is stopping people from communicating with you. It is. Yeah. Because it really they're frightened is. to do it. Yes, yeah, so you don't say anything. You know, yeah. people yeah. just don't talk. Yeah. Right, well, I'm going to go... One. I like um, that one. Old school here. I'm going to go with this guy called Salt Bay, oh. who many people will know as the world's most expensive <laughs> restaurateur. Now, you're in the same business. Um, why you would put gold leaf on anything to eat is a mystery to me. I can't imagine why. Should we ask the resident expert chef? Actually, I mean, what's the point? Actually, yeah. to be honest with you, gold is quite a good min mineral to eat. Is it? In a, in a funny kind of right. way. So if you have certain amounts of gold in your system, it's actually quite good. It contains certain minerals that you don't get from anything okay. else. That's fine. But it's not about that. It's about obscenity. Showing off. It's about showing off. It's about being nouveau riche. And anybody that goes to that restaurant, I think, has a chip on their mm. shoulder and has a real need to look how rich yes. I am. So they're either unintelligent, unattractive or stupid. Right. <laughs> well, they've got more money than sense. So. Yeah. Well, well, the yeah. restaurant is called Nuzret, isn't it? Steakhouse yeah. in Knightsbridge, um, which is not far from... Uh, Actually, well, someone the other day when I was talking about it, they said, uh, I called it Al Nuzret, and they said, no, that's a terrorist group, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. But he came originally, did he not? He's Turkish, I think. Turkish. Originally. Yep, he's Turkish. First, first time I came across him was he was in Dubai because he was a picture of a picture yeah. with David Beckham, mm -hmm. which kind of tells you everything you need to know. Uh, of him with David Beckham and he was cutting, slicing up this steak. And people actually do say, that, uh, that I've seen writing about eating there, say that it is an amazing steak. But I'll tell you what, he charges £1,450 for one of the steaks, right? All I can say what is I, def I, defy you, I defy you not to get to come to mine and have a steak that I cook you yeah. from, from a local butcher that I get yes. my steak from. I, I'm I, sure I, I cannot right. believe that what he is doing is better no, than what we no. do. I, I, my no my good friend James Chiaverini, who uh, runs the place, Il Portigo in, uh, in Kensington, he does um, a, a sort of T-bone steak, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's nothing like that price. No, I mean, but it's, it's not, not even... I mean, you food. could even get a cuts on Park Lane. Yeah. Who, is, who are regarded as probably one of the best steak restaurants in London. Mm. And even they are nowhere near those sort of prices. No. Well, the I mean, reason he's, being, he's going to be put on the plank list is not because he's a ridiculously ostentatious and over-the-top maniac. It's because he's put out an advert for a chef to come and work in his restaurant... And the pay is £12 an hour. That's the lowest you can pay a right. chef. That's the absolute right. rock bottom. And that apparently, you can pay a it wouldn't chef. even pay for a side portion of sweet corn on the menu. I mean, why you would want oh. a side order of sweet corn? 
Anyway, <laughs> you know, what do you do? Open you like up a bit of sweet corn? Yeah. I love a bit of sweet corn. <laughs> open up the Jolly Green Giant and pour the can well, out. Just and take go, it into the restaurant with you. Quid. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, they're charging thousands of pounds for bottles of champagne. That's, uh, it's that's obscene. so obscene. It's so I mean, I, think, I think half of it, from what I've seen on Instagram, is it's it's not about the eating experience. And, and actually, um, Salt Bay will not come to your table unless you've spent a significant amount of money. Right. So you don't even get the Salt Bay experience unless you spend over, I don't know, two grand or something. But it's people actually photographing their horribly um, extortionate bills to then post on social media. Again, it's showing off, isn't it? Exactly. And for me, I know somebody who everything who's is gone wrong to the about social right. media. Right. So, so what? You want to go there and have this guy come out and stand with you? And but take it's a not picture. just stand. It's really, it's kind of creepy. Mm. What he does, is he cuts he off you. this meat and then he feeds you like this. I mean, I can't oh, yeah. think of anything yeah. more grotesque no. than somebody holding a bit of meat on a knife yeah. and jiggling it for me and kind no. of flirt and oh, I don't know. It's just it depends gross. On, who's on the other end of the knife. Yeah, I don't. I no, never. You'll know what this means. The job is for somebody called a chef de partie, right? So as a chef de party, you'll be working with some of the finest ingredients from the UK and abroad in one of the most famous steakhouses in the world. So it's not even a junior position. No. It's, quite, it's no, a high-up position. It's, it's, it's high-up. quid it's an hour. Yeah. It's, and the thing is, that is the lowest you can pay a chef. I mean, it's the absolute rock bottom. Mm. I mean, in casual dining, they pay more. Yeah. That's out, that's pretty obscene, I think. That's yeah. Yeah. Word, isn't yeah. It? Salt bay. Shame on him. Shame, I mean, on, shame on them. Shame, shame on his I mean, investors. I, and when I was in Miami, and he'd opened a store, he'd opened a store, a restaurant there, <laughs> and uh, and then I think it was the ambassador for Venezuela was there, and then literally everybody deluged the restaurant and uh, and protested outside, so they lost business. Oh, really? As Good. well. Yeah. Which, uh, what a shame. Yeah, absolutely right. No. So, just... time for your second nomination. So, oh, I've got... Which one should I go for? Um, I'm going to go for this one because I want to make sure that I've got a long time to talk about it. Yes. And it's basically COP26, yes. or FLOP26, as I like to call mm. it. And it leads into the plastics. Yes. So, for me, I mean, one of the things... The Archbishop of Canterbury said that if they didn't receive, if they didn't come to the right decision and mm. they didn't do the right thing, it's worse than the politicians who appeased Hitler. I know. Wow. Is he sick in the head? He is. Is there wow. something wrong with this there man? Is, is he joking? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not Jewish, but if I was Jewish, I would be I know. protesting well, like he, crazy. Well, Are he, you he realised almost immediately he said it because he apologised even before anybody complained. So, you know, that's the new thing. He made it onto the list last week for saying that. That's Unbelievable. How much of an idiot he is. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, that, as we said before, what they're doing is they're terrifying primary school children, yeah. making them think the end is nigh, we're yeah. all going to die, we're all going to be annihilated, and, and we as parents are to blame because yes. we haven't looked after the yeah, world. It's all our fault, apparently. It's all our fault. I mean, and, and we've just got to take it, go back a bit. So Britain is less than 1% of the carbon footprint mm -hmm. of the world. Yes. Right. The main carbon footprint comes from China, almost yeah. a third, yeah. and they didn't even turn up. No. India has said they're not doing anything to 2070, yeah. and yet we are being pushed to buy cars that are electric, change boilers that don't yeah. work, and the people that are really being squeezed are the people that don't have the money. Yeah. You know, people that are working really, really hard are having taxes and fines for something that is out of their hands. And what is the rush? Let's just wait and see mm. what the technology shows, because I'm sure these prices will come down. Yeah. And also, one of the things I read last week is that um, the climate change... We, so the, I'm not a denier. Oh, I'm not a denier. Where's the camera? Yeah. I'm not a climate denier over there. There you are, there, over there. Because I'm, I'm sick of it. You can't bring up the debate no. without you being called names. Yeah. So I'm not a denier. What we does that do sound like? have to... What does it sound like Exactly, with the you? COVID stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, the same. same thing. It's, it's the, the same, same kind of way thing. that they play. Do you know what Patrick Valance has said this week? Oh, he no. says that COVID poses 
smaller threat than climate change. So climate change is the new COVID. <laughs> Brilliant. So you know Brilliant. what I, you know what I think Balanced should do with all his opinions, don't yes. you? Yes. OK, so that's the thing. But, you know, do you know that the um, temperature, the global temperature hasn't risen for 15 years? Mm. And scientists were told to suppress that information mm. in the report. And this report that was written was written in 2017, uh, 2014, sorry, and it was the worst case scenario. Yeah. Now, if that was right, our emissions now would be 700% more than they are mm. at the moment. So yes. it's all this taking worst-case scenarios and blowing but them up, making say, them feel like they're yeah, real and, and scaring guess what, people. And guess what? The sage scientists did very similar things during the COVID crisis, exactly right? As the, as the panel on climate change from the UN did, they kept making these predictions based on models, all of which were over the top and yep. none of which came true. No. So now they say, but there's no argument anymore, there's, everybody has agreed that this is happening. Yeah. So it's no longer about proof, it's about whether you agree with me. So if oh, you God, agree with me, yeah. and you agree with me, yeah. then I can say the moon is made of cheese because you agree with me. It must be made of exactly, cheese. Exactly. Yeah. Right? The other, the other, there's so much hypocrisy as well. At oh my goodness! I mean, forget hypocrisy. about. I mean, Joe Biden made the list last week for his 85 car motorcade, telling us yeah. all that we should really be driving and, and falling asleep. And you're going, yeah. what? But doesn't that, that turn good. the stomach of, yeah. of people watching? Yeah. You see our little Barack Greta, Obama. our little Chucky Greta, yeah. as yeah. I call her, with her single, Greta. with her single-use plastic mask on, and telling me how dare, how dare she how dare she behave exactly. in that way yeah. i know yeah. i think i think she's losing the plot uh, also how about this guy Phelim mccafferty who is apparently the green leader of brighton city council okay uh, made a mistake this week because he was caught out flying to cop 26 after telling the government to do something about climate change <laughs> and Brilliant. to stop uh, putting Brilliant. carbon out immediately yeah and he's apologized because he apparently flew by mistake Oh, my mistake. Huh? My mistake. Oh, well, just, you know, he went to the bus stop. Well, he went, <laughs> no, he, he went to go on his bicycle and somehow he found himself in an aeroplane seat. <laughs> And Shocker. flying and going, you know, my God, yes. he must have thought it was a miracle. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, the fact that there were two it. airports to accommodate all the private jets at COP26. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. And they don't see the irony of any of that is it's just, it takes my breath away. And I just don't understand why people aren't coming out and screaming about it. And just one little more comment about, about kind of these environmentalists. So I was doing uh, the news on Saturday and they kept saying 50,000 people are going to end up in uh, Glasgow, whatever. I think it ended up being about maybe 15. Yeah. And yet when I go and protest about um, no vaccine passports and no lockdowns again, mm. and I've been on marches where there are almost a million people, and they say a few thousand, why, why does that happen? Why is the press so on side with I don't stop? understand why they are, but they certainly are. Oh, my goodness. There's no question are. about yeah. it. I mean, Sky TV, so much so that they're actually sponsoring it. Uh, right? oh, were they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, OK. Yeah. And, their, and their chief exec commutes to England from America. Huh? It's just in a plane. Brilliant. Right? Love it. You couldn't yeah. make it up. No. I mean, if you were t making a, a, a film about this, they'd say, oh, that's too far. You're, right. they, you're yeah. taking it too far. You wouldn't have that type of hypocrisy. No. And yet here we are doing it. And exactly nobody, that. but then were, I've actually heard people on various different um, broadcast networks, not ours, saying, but the thing is, that's not really the point, is it? The point is really that we learn about what's going on. And of course, the world leaders have to fly in because otherwise they can't meet. And you're going, really? Sorry? Today? Really? Yeah. You yeah. think that's right? So here's this guy, um, <laughs> this guy McCafferty's uh, plan. He goes, this decision to fly was a major failure of my judgment, which goes against my political group's pledges and principles. <laughs> so why did you do it then? So why did yeah. you do it? And why are you what still are, there? What are you, Step an down. idiot? Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you know. Are you an idiot? Simba. You right. don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but that's what you guys keep saying about everything that's going on. Everything that's going on, you two keep saying it's not conspiracy. They're just idiots. They are. I mean, they, they are can't idiots. just be idiots. Uh, no, no, no. I think they genuinely are idiots. Because how can you get away with that without 
it being uncovered. There's also a lot of backside covering going on, but also you know if you are going to be on the virtue signalling side of history, nobody's going to give you a hard time. We give them a hard time, but not yeah. that many other people do. No, they don't. So they're not getting it. Uh, we can, I know, come to Claudia Webb at one point or other, right? But, you know, <laughs> the, the night that Claudia Webb um, was found to be guilty, there was also the Owen Patterson story. The yeah. BBC spent ages on Owen Patterson, yeah, didn't cover Claudia, Claudia Webb at all. No. Absolutely. Now, here's a woman who's actually threatened somebody with a violent act of crime. Mm. She's still sitting in the House of Commons. The other guy's gone because he took some money. You know, and so the BBC don't seem to care about that. Yes, well, you but know what the I think thing about is on the, on the whole programming as well, I mean, you look at a lot of the, the, the media right now and in terms of all their subject matters, all going to be, all being about climate change. It's all been about, obviously, what we should be doing and how we can contribute on a micro and a macro level. Um, give it a couple of weeks, they won't be talking about it. Well, we're already kind of... Occasion. We've already kind of moved off it. This week's yeah, all about sleep. Absolutely. It's like we're having government of, of the compartments, you know? Sleaze this week, last week, climate change. Who knows next week what it will be. But there's, there's zero impartiality, whereas, you know, the Insulate Britain guys were getting torn apart. Mm. All those spokespersons who were hypocritically yeah. saying, oh, yes, everyone should insulate and don't have insulation themselves <laughs> in their own homes. And you, you, you couldn't make that up, right. could you? Just and can't. yet, now it's all... We're, but we're very climate-friendly. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll brush that to one side. And you're thinking, where's the impartiality? Yeah. So yeah. in the same way as a Claudia Webb yeah. thing, which we yeah. come on to. It is. Yeah. And is it, is it time for that? Have you had enough time I've for I've had yours? enough lots, right. thank so you. Do you want me to talk about Claudia Webb? Let's yeah. do Claudia okay, Webb. So, so my next nomination we, is Claudia Webb. It'll be as if we planned it. So Claudia Webb has got a fantastically checkered past, mm. hasn't she, in she terms does. of... And, uh, and what irritates me the most about Claudia Webb, uh, other than being a quite horrible person, mm. obviously by the fact that she's threatened, obviously, to throw acid into and then expose him by publicising photographs, intimate photographs yeah. of him to various people, was that she then, and this is what entirely is wrong in society, porn, right? by the way? Isn't that also against porn? the yeah. law? Yeah, it is against the law. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that she's been now subs mm. subsequently done for. But the thing that really ticks me off more than anything else is that she then decides to gain public approval or some kind of exoneration to pull the race card. Yeah. And then fundamentally say, you know, I'm going to be tried by an unjust system, mm. me personally. Um, and pulls the race card. And, and you've got to say, you are the person that is devaluing that race card mm. when Absolutely. it should be pulled in valid and appropriate situations yeah. where it's genuinely, genuinely mm. being abused. But someone like Claudia Webb is just someone who is going to hide behind the coattails. And I hear she's appealing... Today she's launched an appeal isn't she? on her sentence, which was suspended. Right? Yeah. On what grounds? On the grounds, presumably, that she didn't do it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she's I don't a, know. She's appealing it, but, I mean, the thing is, you and I were saying, Mike, earlier, that could actually go horribly against The judge her. has oh, said it could go the other it way. It could... Because there are lots of people who have said and shown examples of other people who have been convicted of the same crime yeah. who went to prison. Absolutely. She's had her prison sentence suspended because she's an MP. Yeah, but, but, but again, yeah. I think her prison sentence should be doubled and yeah. quadrupled yes. because she's an MP. Yeah, mm. I think I think there should be a commensurate salary as there is punishment. In the same way as we've been looking to increase, obviously, punishment on assaults and murders yeah. of emergency workers. Yeah. For those that are in accountable positions like MPs, mm. yeah. if they do something scurrilous, illegal, illicit, or criminal, illegal, or criminal yeah. then they get punished commensurate well, they should to their be immediately standing. Fired. Exactly. They I should agree be immediately fired. Immediately they should fired. not be sitting there. No, I mean, kicked out. it took Keir Starmer until Sunday, yeah. right, several days to actually say that she should step down. Yeah. She has been suspended by Labour, but she was elected to be a Labour MP, yeah. and now she's brought them into disrepute. So Absolutely. she should step down. And if she does win her appeal, because maybe she will, 
um, then she can restand and, and, and have another by-election and maybe get back in, if that's the case. But you know what? how bad the system is? If she doesn't stand, if she does step down, do you know who's likely to be the new MP? Go on. Keith Faz. No. <laughs> I'm not joking. Who? Let me get... Cokey Keith. Yeah, Cokey Keith. Keith. Cokey Let's Keith. Find Cokey the Keith and the Rent Boys. Yeah. Let's get the boys around. Stand show. I mean, Labour must be so proud of themselves. What... What fantastic people to right. rock and show our children yeah. these are the people running well, these our are country. These people who have got the anti-sleaze campaign going. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. As useful as a chocolate farmer. Indeed. Key. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yes, unbelievable. Well, that's a pretty good one. And right, I'm going to go horrendous. back to yeah. uh, the COVID nonsense because I'm going to nominate Amanda Pritchard, uh, who is, of course, the head of the uh, NHS England organisation. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many NHS organisations... This is the one who had a Barbie doll made of her. Um, uh, no. I don't no, think no. so. That was, the, um, that was the vaccine lady. Okay. That was the vaccine one, wasn't This it? is the big fat liar, liar, liar! Yeah. Liar, liar, <laughs> right. pants on fire. Come on, I don't yeah. know this one. Well, this is yeah. the woman who came out um, and said wrongly, I hasten to add, and that's being kind, isn't it? Um, the, the cases of COVID currently, right now, 14 times greater than they were this time last year. Uh -huh. Now, that would have been fine unless you actually did the maths, because if it was true, <laughs> it would mean there's about 150,000 people in hospital with COVID, mm -hmm. and there's about eight, OK? Is this a bit of Diane Abbott uh, yeah. maths or well, something? Well, I mean, I wonder whether it's a bit more sinister than that, because right. it yeah. turns out that this was the figure for August, because in August we had a very small... Uh, number last year because in August it had more or less disappeared yeah. and it came back kind of in October, November time, right? So the comparison with August of last year and August of this year, it was true that it was 14 times higher. But it didn't mean anything because yeah. hardly anybody was dying, right? Yeah. Exactly. And the numbers were very low. But so the thing that really annoys me about this, we talk about the media, everybody reported it as if it was true. Nobody went, that's an awful lot of people. Yeah. Are you sure that's right? Because over here you've got the daily numbers which are clearly not 150,000, yeah. but the ITV, BBC and Sky all ran it as if it was a Gen true story. Journalism is as dead. gospel. Well, it's still alive right. here. It's, no, journalism in the mainstream, the, the, the stuff that people that who are of a certain age watch is dead. Mm -hmm. the, the young, they That's kind why of, they, they don't tap watch it. In, they don't They're watch, not watch it. it. No. They tap into something else. But, you know, someone like my parents who watch the news, I have to go and kind of deprogram them. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably the disinformation. Say, yeah. Disinformation and yeah. actually give them the real statistics and oh. the facts. And it, it is so worrying. Isn't well, it, you schooled we me a little true. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Sorry about that, Will. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of charming. So, so she then uh, makes out that, oh, I made a mistake. And uh, so, that with, that, so she withdraw that. And then, so then Sky and ITV and the BBC just pull the story. Yeah. That's all. They didn't yeah. say anything. They didn't say, sorry, we didn't check this out. Sorry, we should have made sure that this or was the correct Or reprimand her for being the head of the NHS and giving false yeah. facts. But can you imagine people? what would happen if Julie Hartley Brewer or me yeah. or somebody on talk radio said something that was that far wrong? Oh, my God. I had a doctor on last what, week. What, like concrete? No, concrete's not wrong. I mean, I've told you this many don't times. Don't start with that. Don't start with, don't start with it. Yeah. Don't hear, mention the war. Did yeah. you not hear from the people that grow it? Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> no, the point is that um, the, the facts remain, that there are people, and I don't know why this is. This is another good question that you would ask. I don't know why they're exaggerating. Why are they yeah. making out that it's worse than it is? What could be the Again, reason? it's like the mandating, and maybe you will draw us into the conspiracy theories, but I just don't understand why they're, they're, they're falsely I mean, I think my, my own or personal belief... Or she didn't belief... retract it and correct no, it. No, my own so personal belief... She had belief, made a genuine mistake. They've said it 
quite brazenly, the same yeah. people who've said it, that we're not That's scared it. enough now. But why should They've we... said that. They why... want us to be scared because they think if we're scared, we will behave differently and we won't spread it as much. But this virus is endemic. Of course it is. Yeah. More people are going to be dying of flu than they are yeah, of COVID. Are. So stop Probably this Probably die on e-scooters this week in right. London than they were of COVID. <sighs> exactly. Well, that's also true. So, anyway, and Amanda Pritchard, um, I think, if it was me and I was, I'd made that sort of ridiculous blunder, I think I'd have to resign. You, absolutely. Yeah. She should resign. Yeah. She, of course should. she should. Or what? you make a public apology, you know, not, at not, least, not the very minimum. It's not enough. And I bet she's no, on... Was what is she one of the yeah. big bumper wages as well? She's yeah. not going to resign. And also, it turns out, the kicker for the story is that, guess what? This time last year, COVID cases were actually higher. Obviously. Not lower, higher. Really? I mean, that just... So we've gone down. And yet Got she's up. coming out with that rubbish. She's the head of the NHS yeah. and she needs to stand down. She needs to give up her big buck uh, mm -hmm. job and give it to someone who has at least the decency who's to get the calculator. numbers right. And who's got a calculator. <laughs> yeah, I can Absolutely. do plus and minus, you know. Number three for you. Well, it's got to be Boris. <laughs> and, and on so many levels, I don't know where to start with Boris. I mean, there's just so much. But there was a, uh, a thing out in the paper yesterday that he it's the first time that he's dropped in points. That the British public, finally, I mean, what is wrong with the British public, have finally decided that he's not a good Prime Minister. Mm. Yes, uh, not trustworthy, apparently. Not trust... I mean, really? finally. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there is so much sleaze on him. I mean, the way that he behaved with Owen Paterson and the way that he forced his ministers, because there are some good Tory ministers, mm. yeah. to with a three-line whip, to vote this, to vote that he doesn't have to do the suspension, when they had already decided he's done the wrong. He was categorically wrong. Yes. He was categorically corrupt in the way he did that. But it was bizarre that he did suspended. it as well, because Owen Paterson, almost everybody agrees, I don't think anyone says that he did the right thing. He did the wrong thing. Yeah. He broke the rules. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the idea that he didn't have a chance to appeal is not the point. Um, Take your medicine. One yeah. thing Take I do suspension. want to say, one thing I do want to say is that it was all messed up. So you had you had Owen Paterson, you also had the um, MPs having the right to appeal against mm. something. Now, I think everyone should have the right to appeal. Mm. So that, on the even side... Claudia uh, Webb. Even, even Claudia Webb, if she has to, then you have... I think everyone should have the right to appeal. Mm. MPs don't have that right. Yeah. And I think it's fair enough that they allowed that. But because it got mixed up in this Owen Paterson sleeves, mm. that got lost, yeah. which I think is a shame, because, I, I, you know, there are some good MPs who might be wrongly accused. But more than likely, that will probably be fixed. And the problem they've got... Really, is the fact that it's run by MPs, which it shouldn't be. It no, should be it run should, by independent people not. Yeah. who don't have an axe to grind. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I mean, there is no chance that Boris is going to give him a, a lordship, is there? He can't. Uh, he can't do he that. He just no. can't do it. No. I mean, it's the same with Burko. Do you remember Burko yes. was trying to get one? And then he tried to go to Labour to see if they'd give him one. He's just not getting it. He's such Everybody a horrible, snivelling little man. Oh, I know. Man. Where's he gone anyway? Underground, I, I hope, where he belongs. Is it a well, mole? I mean, his last sort of proper appearance was on Sky, wasn't it, the night of the election? Yeah. When they paid him a bucket, they paid him more money than they had viewers. You're joking. Yeah, they gave him 60 grand, they got 40,000 viewers. He sat there all night looking miserable because he thought Labour were going to win. That's hilarious. <laughs> but going back to Boris, we've just got, we can't forget the fact that he left COP26 in a private jet yes. to fly back to the Garrett Club yes. and have dinner with his it's mate. It's the only way to go, isn't it? I mean, he couldn't make it to Parliament yesterday. He had to get the train because no. he had a photo. Up mm. and he couldn't make it in time, even though he did arrive at five. Yes, and his he debate had a prior went on engagement seven... in the north of England in a hospital, funnily enough. But he got back at five. The debate yeah. went on till 7 pm. Mm. He didn't make that, but he, he got a private jet from COP26. Let's just breathe that information in. There are limited to tables to at dinner. Garrick, though, so you know, book. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, they don't hold the tables for you there anymore, do they? <laughs> exactly. Even if you're the prime minister. I mean, it's a joke, though, isn't it? It's like, can they not see? It's like, do they not know what we see?
I do they think we don't see it? But I'm, unfortunately, the way it, the, the mainstream media tell most of the mm. general public it, they don't perceive it in the same way. They don't get it. You, I mean, I speak to people sometimes. And I don't know what's happened during this period of past two years, but you speak to people and it's like you're speaking to robots. You, yeah. like, they just don't want to. People see me coming and cross the road because they think, oh, no, God, oh, I, don't wanna, I don't want to speak to her. Why do they want to Because I'm a truth teller. Yeah. Don't want the truth. Well, they're worried that just you might say rubbish. something that might upset them. You know, and they can't handle it. They can't deal with it. They but I only you know. speak truth, Mike. Yeah, you know, I, know I, have, I only speak truth. And I and I'm by my by profession, I'm a cook. And the reason I've ended up sitting here is because I couldn't cope with the lies. Mm. And I had to, I thought, well, if nobody else is going to do, it, I'm going to have to take the stand yeah. and speak the and truth. You have done, and it's been fantastic. And Thank I hope you. you haven't regretted a minute of it. No, we not in your company. No, anyway. you think it's brilliant. And it is extraordinary though that the numbers of people who just kind of still say. Oh, stop giving him a hard time. He's, he's got a hard job. Are you people know? still genuinely oh, saying yeah. that? I mean, not Are they as, really? Not yes. as many as you would have probably have said a, a year ago, but, you know, he's had a tough old time. I mean, his know? response last night on the, the interview when he was being asked mm. about what was going to happen yeah. and just evading, and I've had this conversation with a few people last night, just evading the, the subject and not apologising. And I think everyone's sick to death of politicians who are lying yeah. and then not apologising or taking accountability right. for their actions. And I think people just go, and because we can't trust any of these guys. And because so, he's not doing it now, he'll have to do it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. He will at some point but say sorry. Or will he? Would you I take it? Probably will not. have to, because really? it will over, otherwise it will overtake everything else. Well, he's got quite a lot overtaking him right I know, now, hasn't he? but this is it. <laughs> but I do think that an apology from these dishonourable men who have again and again, mm. Matt Hancock, Boris, Keir, yeah. all of them, they lie, they lie, they lie. So when they come out and apologise, who believes their apology? They're no. not honourable men. No. It doesn't, you know, I find it, you know, if I've made a mistake, I will go and apologise. Mm. And it's, it's, I find it a bit Matt jarring apologising. The they don't. Here, though. I mean, but I think that's also, but that's, I think, why people are less caught up with the whole sleaze thing that's going on because yeah. they don't expect anything from them now. They don't expect politicians. And I think to people also honourable. And I think isn't that a crime? They expect crime. the sleaze as well. I think everyone's sort of like, Whoa. You well, know, Keir, Starmer's, West, Sherlock. Keir Starmer's busy going banging on about how, you know, there must be um, change and we must have all sorts of, you know, reforms to the system. And he's meanwhile claimed 27 grand yeah. as part of his legal fees that he made in, in August of this year. Extra. So, you know, why, why does he not think we'll find that out? And why does he not think that that's something that might actually have an impact on his argument? But that's only in the small print of the papers, Because he hasn't, he hasn't, as yet, gone full circle and said we should do away with second jobs. I wonder why. Mm. <laughs> 27,000 comes yeah. in quite handy up in Islington. Yeah. When you're, you know, busy trying to put a new greenhouse on the back of your house or something like right. that. You know, Duck, I don't house. Know. Yeah. Duck house. Duck <laughs> house, whatever. Now, you like... Um, Oh, no, it's your third one, isn't it? Is it yes. my third I one? Yes, Michael. One. So my last one. You are going to like my third one, though. Uh, so my last one is uh, this fantastic discussion that's going on currently in the extremely socialist government of Portugal. Oh, yes. Where they believe as a product or byproduct of the lockdown and many people working from home that uh, bosses will be enforced not to be able to communicate with their staff after working hours. <laughs> so <laughs> they will get fined if they send an email to their staff members after working Fined. hours. Fined. Right. Yes, this, this is what's on the table right now. So they're debating this because they believe the mental health of people having worked from home, they're working probably a lot harder than oh, they yeah. would have if going where into the office. Where do they get this idea? Well, yeah, which, exactly. which I think is irrelevant. The fact is people might be working harder. I mean, I've spoken to a couple Very of my clients. Fancy. 
No, no, but quite a few actually have seen productivity rise because people are actually not yeah, getting on the, got their word the for that. train or the bus. But you've only got their word for that. Well, no, they, say, they, there are measuring someone... tools in the software to be able to determine when they're on and actually doing something rather than they've got it just their screen yeah. un, unfrozen. Um, but the fact that businesses are going to be encapsulated within a working hour window and that is it. And their bosses can't go, actually, something rather drastic and important just it's happened. It's just happened, yeah. I need to send this to you to make sure that you deal with it first thing mm. in the morning. We'll be penalised for doing so. I mean, they wouldn't last two seconds in our industry. No. So I'll be interested to see what happens in well, the studio. Well, how does it work if you work so in So sorry, someone's been kidnapped. Yeah. We'll get in touch tomorrow morning because we don't want you to well, know. But, but, that's, oh, that, but that's like working in the civil service, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's five o'clock. Sorry, I can't help you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll have to go home. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's on the table right now. But the, where, I, where I'm... I mean, Portugal is a, potentially a law unto itself. But where I'm concerned is where other socialist governments within Europe then start adopting well, the like same protocols. And use it as <laughs> <Yeah>. a case example. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, very probably. And yeah. use it as a case study and a case example to then set a precedent elsewhere. Yeah. And I think in places like Greece, this could become hugely problematic. But also, yeah. I, aren't you, know. you slightly worried? And I mean, I might be totally old-fashioned, but aren't you slightly worried by this kind of trend that people go... Oh, I just want this work-life balance, you know, I don't really want to go. I mean, I'm told now that the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday thing, which is an acronym I can't say, um, <laughs> people are, but it's a thing. People don't work Monday yeah. and they don't work Friday. Now, don't tell me that's because they want a work-life balance. It's because they want a four-day weekend. Yeah, yeah of course That's what they get. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody now, likes now, Mondays. If they're working yeah. from home on those two days, you know, I suspect they're not doing as much as the three days that they're in the office because yeah. you can't. No. I'm sorry. I mean, I've worked from home. I used to work from home when I was a freelance reporter in New York, you know, I didn't before I got an office. And once I had the office, I was a lot more productive because I wasn't just sitting there on my own. Yeah. I had other people in the office to talk to, you know. Can I just say something about the whole thing about mental health and working from home? Yeah. It's The studies that are coming through now are showing that working from home is detrimental to your mental yeah. health. Yeah, I'm sure it and is. actually no, socialising and mixing with people, getting up in the morning, doing the journey, meeting people, yeah. Yeah. having people to speak to right. is much better for you. Yeah. And so better if, for the economy as well. And much better for the economy because it feeds all the little... Yeah. Places that I mean, feed people, people buy me, newspapers, things. When I used Great. to say to people, get back to work, they would go, oh, no, I'm now spending my money locally instead of in the, in the city. And you go, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. no way are you, you know, if you normally used to say go out to prep and get a sandwich or go yeah. to the local cafe and get something, yeah. you're way. not going out to your local, you know, high street. No. Because one, a, you probably no. don't live anywhere near it. And two, there's probably not a place you can get a sandwich because yeah. they've all been shut down because you can't park anywhere. Exactly. And nobody's had a, be a decent business in, in sort of the, you know, the, the rural parts of, of little towns around London. You're not doing it. You're making yeah. your own cheese sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. But I think Tony's point is so valid. I think, you know, you have to have somewhere to move to, to psychologically move yeah. your mind frame from yeah. one area to another. So there is a distinct border. I mean, there are issues and some reports coming out right now that I'm seeing where people, the, the mental health issue is definitely detrimental. And I mean, there may be some kind of logic in this Portugal sort of initiative. However, the fact is, is that they, you need to be able to divorce your work and yeah. home, unless you're in a profession like, you know, we are, where yeah. it kind of transcends across all of them. But you can actually say, you know what, I'm going to disconnect. And and sometimes that self-discipline Yeah, but if you're protecting difficult. somebody, you can't do it from home, can you? Uh, no. We, all, we, although we the, did a kind of good job you, last year with a few unless, people. Unless you've, got them, <laughs> yeah. unless you've got them in the house with you. you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the point is, is that we all have parts of the job that we do that you should be going out to do. You can't... You know, run a restaurant from How home. How do you do that? No, and you can is... try, but I bet you any yeah. money. No, you can't. If you own a restaurant, you need to be there yeah. to make sure that the guy's on twelve pounds an hour. But things will happen out of hours. Yeah, right? things will happen out of hours, and you need to be able to be responsive and alert people. Yeah. But 
this, I mean, I did reread it twice, this Portuguese initiative, about not sending emails outside of working hours. But it's, I just can't see how logically it can ever happen. But it's, the, it's that state governing. Yeah. It's that state governing. We, we are human beings, we have our own minds, and we should be able to judge ourselves. Mandate. They love a mandate, they like to tell us that you don't know what's good for you, mm. we know what's good for you, you'll do as you're told. Yeah. And, and this is a type of world I don't want to live in. Yeah. I really don't want to live in Also, if you're a relatively young person, how are you going to meet anyone? Oh, you know, that is a really big actually, thing at the moment. You know, yeah. if, you, if you want to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend yeah. or whatever it is, you're not going to meet them in your house, are you? No. Or online. I know yeah. people meet each other online, but you've got to meet them eventually, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, I you know people who were dating them. during the pandemic and they would meet basically when everything was shut, they'd meet for coffees because oh. it, was, it wasn't like, well, do you want to come over for dinner? Because <laughs> yeah. a little forward maybe, you know. Difficult. It's true. It's really, really difficult. It is but really I think difficult. people need to breathe. I mean, I, I, I said this to loads of people. You need to breathe other people's air. I mean, like sitting here is mm. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We go back a year from now, this would have been really difficult to do. Well, we had to spend the best part of the beginning of the year um, with just the two, only, only, it, was, it was Kevin O'Sullivan and Dawn Neeson because we couldn't get anybody else into the building. Yeah. I think I did one actually by Zoom, I think. I think we did you? that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was just ridiculous. So, Portugal. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you the National Railway Museum. That's the final okay. one, right? It's up in York. I don't know if you've ever been to York. Beautiful I city. Have. Beautiful, beautiful city. The minister yeah. is there. The, it's actually a really Not cool the museum. museum. Though. The yeah. museum's actually quite a cool place, or at okay. least it used to be. Not anymore. And I'll tell you why. They're going to spend £9,000, right, on a project <laughs> to, <laughs> to consider the links between steam trains and slavery. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. is going why? on? Now, why? the project is backed by Research Hubs, which is a new name, apparently, for universities, I think. Okay. Uh, York, Leeds and Sheffield, right? Uh, they're going to contain um, subjects such as the 1896 Cape Government Railway Locomotive, the KF7 Locomotive and the Bombay, Baroda and Central India Railway Locomotive. They're also worried about the train that carried Winston Churchill's coffin <laughs> in 1965. Why? I searched me. <laughs> I mean, I literally couldn't tell you. Uh, but apparently, um, the global slave trade uh, is now linked uh, inexorably with the railway business. And they're saying, basically, that they want to study the social and infrastructural legacy of steam and slavery. And this is going to be how many grand? 9,000. 9, can you imagine how many families that could feed and how much good that can do? Just by, yeah, by, by the way they're going there, these people would tear down the Acropolis because it was built by slaves. That, yeah, that's what would happen. Exactly. That would happen. And the pyramids. Professor, and the pyramids. John, Professor yeah. Jonathan Finch, right, this is good, from the <laughs> University of York, who's leading the project, said, there's been very little research into the history and development of the railways and slavery. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> because nobody's interested. <laughs> Nobody cares. I mean, you know. Nobody so, cares. So yeah. we had a colonial past. Yeah. We built railway lines yeah. in places that were part of the British Empire. Yeah. And that's the end, isn't it? Yeah, I would have thought. I'll take yeah. nine grand for that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Nice. Uh, what can do I do Do you know next? what I'd like them to do with that £9,000? Is to take that £9,000 and go to places like Dubai and go to places in Africa where slavery is continuing now yeah. in mm. a horrific way oh, yeah. and try and save some of those people. Yeah. Then start scratching up stuff that is going to cause problems and is of no gain oh, it's just at gonna all. Feed the you don't even have well. to go that far. You can go down to yeah. Knightsbridge and check out some of the mansions uh, no. around the back of Harrods yeah. and see who's working there. Exactly. And how many Filipinos are actually brought here and enslaved and are made to live in basements. Absolutely. And some of them are used as sex slaves, right? Mm. That's where the money should go mm. and, it, and and when you say things like that you're you're called racist now we're going to decide uh, precisely who uh, is going to win plank of the week we're going to narrow it all down to three so now we're going to choose which one of each of our three choices goes through to the final um and so will why don't you pick tonya's 
And Tony, remind him of what yeah, your remind three me were. of which ones yours. So though. Boris, Boris, for so many things. Yeah, uh, Matt Hancock and Sadiq Javid because mm -hmm. of mandating the NHS uh, workers to have this ridiculous vaccine. Yeah, and. Gosh, so many things about COP26. Just so many things about <laughs> A blanket him. of climate yeah. shenanigans. Yes. Uh, so, OK, I think Matt Hancock is irrelevant uh, and he's just going to disappear into the ether. I think like Nick Clegg did, uh, probably have a job representing as the ambassador for... Wimpy or something like that. I don't know. Industrial uh, rubber hosing. Yeah, probably. Yes, exactly. Uh, gag masks or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think... For the pure dominoes of disaster, Boris, I think, has to take take it. COP COP twenty six, thankfully, it's over. It's gone. It will be just a mere fragment in our in our memories in a few months. Boris will continue to torture us on a daily basis. Yeah, well, it will Good just choice. be COP twenty seven soon, I suppose. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be. Uh, right. So, you want to pick mine? Remind me again. Mine right? are um, the National Railway Museum, mm -hmm. Salt Bay, mm -hmm. and Amanda Pritchard from the NHS. Um, well, you know, oh, it's really hard for me not to go for Salt Bay. Yeah. It's hard for me, but Amanda Pritchard. It has I think to be Amanda her. Pritchard is probably a good choice. Yeah. Uh, right, so I've got to pick yours now, right? Mm -hmm. You do, Michael. So, so my three were uh, Portugal. Yeah. And Portugal obviously bringing in or discussing this uh, mandate uh, to sort of enforce employers not to communicate with their employees uh, outside of working hours. Uh, my second one was, uh, I know, uh, one of your favourites, Claudia Webb, uh, who is uh, irritatingly and unjustifiably pulling race card to try and cut yes. out and exonerate her disgusting behaviours mm -hmm. and actions. Um, and my very last one was one which is very dear to my heart, uh, which is pronouns on name badges yes. at Marks I quite and like Spencer's. that one, you know. I mean, Claudia Webb should really be the first choice of all, but because we've got Boris and Amanda, I think I'm going to go with Marks and Spencer's as my first choice. So that means we've got the top three mm -hmm. of Amanda Pritchard, Boris Johnson, Marks and Spencer's. Well, what do you think? Are we voting? Yeah. Well, I We've just got think... to pick one, two and three. I just think because they probably, hopefully, will never be on it again because hopefully they'll lose their job, we should go for Amanda Pritchard. OK, and that's a pretty big blunder, isn't it? Yeah. Head of NHS a... England. Yeah. What do you think? You know what? I think Amanda Pritchard, because of the severity and I think the scaremongering and the tactics mm -hmm. of which are in completely disempowered now because nobody cares anymore, I yeah. think, fundamentally. I think, I think there are those that are frightened and those that are frightened, this is not helping mm. them. Mm -hmm. This is installing par paranoia okay. where it shouldn't be. I'll go with Boris Johnson for number two, I think. Yeah, yeah, because he's a bigger yeah. plank than Marks and Spencer's pronouns, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder what his pronoun would be. <laughs> Git. I can think of one. I, I'm not I sure you're producing. Yeah. Not sure <laughs> you're producing complete bit out. I think. Yeah. Well, that's great. So number three, Marks and Spencer's. Number two, Boris Johnson. But number one, plank. It's not always very often a woman. Amanda Pritchard, the head of NHS England, for saying something that was completely untrue, or in other words, a lie. She said that COVID cases were up by 14 times against this time last year. They weren't. They're actually down. Well done, Amanda. Your plank of the week. Congratulations. Thank you to Tonya. Thank you to Will. We'll see you next time. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.